Gordon, thanks very much for sitting down with me today for an episode of Aussie Wisdom. It's really very good to sit down. Thank um, you. And so, really, as I, as I mentioned, the whole point of this show is for us to um, speak about some of the things that have been monumental in your life, that have sort of helped shape your life and, and some of the decisions that you've made where you think that being able to tell a story or, or um, pass on some of that wisdom down to someone younger who might be in your shoes could benefit from it. So that's sort of what we're hoping to get to today and okay. there's, there's sort of no rush to jump into any of it, we'll just see how it goes through a conversation. So when I, when I mentioned that to you, was there anything that sort of popped up for you that, that sort of was an inflection point? Like I know you mentioned you did your, did your CA, you got chartered and you did your professional year. Would you, yes. would you go ahead and, and do that again if you had the chance? I would, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, not so much for the CA, but for the confidence that it gave me that I was as good as the other guys in the big four. Right. Or big eight then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, it, it was yeah, really good. Yeah. And so you obviously, when you started out as an accountant, were you, were you auditing or doing the statements for a company, like sort of moved a little bit more from bookkeeping and, and getting it all finished or? Um, I, I really started out on this accounting at a university in the United States. All right. And I, I left Queensland and went to Utah. Cool. And it was the best you know, degree I could have done. Okay. The accounting was, you know, fantastic. I really enjoyed accounting. Yeah. Um, when I came back to Australia, I had to, yeah, I was, I had to do Australian law, Australian tax, had to get accepted back here. Okay. And I started out as bookkeeping for some local businesses. Okay. Yeah, the, um, super cheap car accessories was really in its infancy then. Right. And, and I I was bookkeeper, you know, we had a really old computer. What well, no, it was a new computer then. Mm. Old computer now, yeah. And we had five stores around Brisbane and you know, I was really keeping track of inventory, wages, you know, talking with the boss and you know, I really liked that. Yeah. And the accounting firm that were looking after their accounting recruited me. Right. And I really appreciated their vision. <laughs> yeah. In, in you know, I guess, headhunting me. Yes. And I worked then for a, a medium firm, Johnston Rock, in, okay. in the CBD. Mm-hmm. And we did a little bit of auditing, mm-hmm. um, but mainly business services, um, accounting, yeah, personal returns, businesses, mm. yeah, real accounting, real grassroots accounting. The, the partners were chartered accountants and they said, you need to do it. 
Mm. They didn't have the the big eight you know, backing for accountants. Yeah. So I did a lot of it myself, and I insisted I go to the group meetings, and that was yeah a full on year. That was when professional year was one year, mm-hmm. all in one year. Mm-hmm while you're working, while you're still doing your timesheets at work. So is that, so you do your whole CA in one year? Yes. Right, okay. The whole thing, jeez, you know, staying up till really late every night mm. in, in the three week segments. Yeah. Handing it in Monday morning. <laughs> it, it, um, I'm sure it's no different in content than what it is now. Mm, okay. I think they might have realised it was a bit too hard. Right. <laughs> but it, it was full on. Yeah. And that was a real personal growth for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had three children by then. I was involved at church. I was, yeah, really involved. But the, the partners were supportive in my continuing to do it. Mm. They didn't give me time off. Mm. You know, but that that was the best thing that that happened to my professional life doing yeah. the, doing the chartered accountant professional yeah. year in one year yeah and passing yeah because that set you up for everything afterwards yes it, everything after that you know relate back to the confidence that I'd built in that mm. one year yeah I actually and you mentioned that you were working at Super Cheap Auto as a bookkeeper, and then they saw in you something that apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Would you do you, if you'd been on your own working as a bookkeeper at Super Cheap Auto? Do you think you would have gone down that path on your own? Um. I knew I wanted to be an accountant. Yeah. I, I knew I wanted to do accounting. I knew I liked accounting yeah but I, th- I think I needed that um, firm backing you know from a firm of accountants yeah 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 and I did some audits we we, we did some audits mm. you know real estate audit audits public company audits you know the Broncos you know some states cement were some Bigger ones on that I worked on. Yeah, but I was only you know, minor. Yeah. Well, it's sort of it's it's an interesting thing. I I worked at KPMG for a little while. Yeah. And I wasn't an accountant. I worked in consulting. Okay. But for me, it was a similar growth experience because I wouldn't have put myself on the jobs that they put me on because I didn't feel that I could necessarily get them done. Yeah. But, but they had confidence in you. Yes. And then you get thrown in the deep end and then you keep realising that you can swim. Mm. And yeah, it, yeah. And it just, and it does. And so then because of that, you're more open to doing things yep. outside of that environment as well, I think. Like I, I do think it was a turning point for me having them believe in me and then me being able to eventually believe in myself that I could do the work. And then I could do it as well as the people around me. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was a big thing for me. You know, I was 
I was 30 something when I did the PY. Mm. I was by far the oldest candidate. I was by myself, I wasn't in a big firm. Yeah. And yeah, I was married, most of the other guys or girls, you know, were not interested in the things that I was interested in. Yeah, yeah. But during the year and at the end, I, I felt confident that I was comparable and that I could do mm. yeah, the, the work and it, it was the confidence that I got I think yeah. was instrumental foundational yeah and so how long did you stay at the firm after that until they realized that they didn't want me as a partner right right and so it, it wasn't long, it wasn't too long. It was uh, probably a year and a half. Okay. And so that's because it's a, it's a reasonably small firm with a reasonably quick track to partner or? Yeah, and they wanted to go a certain direction. Okay. And I was, I was not outgoing or okay. extroverted okay. like the partners were. Right. And they brought in another partner who was, you know, really good. Yeah. And they were looking, they were wanting to move to another office in the CBD. Yeah. And they were good enough to um, talk to me and try to move me on appropriately. Yeah. Okay. Because they knew that I, I couldn't stay, wouldn't stay, couldn't stay didn't really fit what they were trying to do. Yeah. And, and that didn't take too long, but you know, probably 18 months from what I remember. Yeah. So then I put up my shingle. Okay. Said, so like, if you're not going to do it with me, I'll do it on my own. Yeah. I, I knew by then that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, high school friend I just started doing the, his accounting tax and he was in a building needed a tenant and he wasn't perfect in hindsight but he, he was you know, the way to jump mm-hmm. and it's safe to say now that but I when I started I Plastic bags, printed, you know, bring, put your tax records in here, bring them to Gordon Bailey and Co. <laughs> and I went door to door, really businesses. Yeah, okay. Just in the city, uh, where you were at that, the time. That was the suburbs. Yeah, yeah, okay. And they were probably effective because I got a letter from the Institute of Chartered Accountants saying you are not allowed to do this. Please desist. Right. <laughs> yeah. Before the days of advertising. Yeah, okay. And so I put that letter in the file, almost framed it, but I kept doing it. Right? Because that was the only way I could get work. Business, yeah. And I was happy to get business um, because I knew that I didn't want to do accounting intensely for four months of a year. Yeah, and as nothing. Yeah as an auditor or something like that or as a yeah. Yeah. yeah I was 
fortunate in getting a, a variety of work, a fair bit of business work, mm. very small business work. Mm. No SMEs, just very, very small businesses. Yeah. And so just on that, like I, one of the things that I found interesting when I was at KPMG was that up to a certain point, you do the work to become good at the job and you get your CA, but eventually your role changes a lot and then you become someone who brings in business. So the skill set okay. to do the work yeah. is not necessarily the skill set to bring right. in the business. And that's obviously what's happened for you. They knew you were doing the work well, but they were unsure about whether you had the style yeah, that you right. usually would use yeah. to bring in yeah. business. But then you decided that you could bring in your own business. Well, I think I really decided that accounting was what I wanted to do. So if I wanted to do that, I had to you know, take deep breaths and go out and mm. bring in the business. Mm. But it certainly would have been different business from what you know, Johnson Rock and the CBD were wanting me to bring in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, they paid the bills. Yeah, that's good. And... And so just on that, obviously you you had a you had a family, were they what was it, how old how old was your oldest at that point, do you think? Um well during that time we had six children all up. Wow. And they were spaced apart. The eldest was probably seven or eight by okay. now. So had six children and so Johnson Rawls didn't work and you decided I'll do my own thing and this is going to work. <laughs> well, that had to work, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's how I started it. Um, I just went to, I didn't have much work to do in the office so I went, went out. Yeah. And, just walked mm-hmm. along, you know, this the small industrial you know, areas. And yeah. They were just next door to each other. I just went in, talked to sort of boss if I could, left a bag. All right. And so you just left bags and then came and picked them up later? I, I didn't pick them up. I just left them. Right. Yeah. You know, as promotion, as awareness. Yeah, okay. So, because I thought you said initially... These are the bags, put your tax returns in here. Well, that's, that's what I had printed on the bag. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. Put your tax records in here and bring to... Ah, oh, so you, you didn't it. pick them up, you just got them to drop them off. Well, that was the idea. The, the, the ones that wanted to, yeah. Yeah, right. And some brought them in, but it was really the awareness. Yeah. And uh, that was good. Yeah. For... For this record, I'd like to say that the best client I ever had was the accountant for Baskin Robbins Australia. Okay. That that was, in in lots of ways, that was a really, really good job. Right. It was regular monthly income. Yeah. Not every year. Yeah. I would learn how to do the invoicing for them. Okay. Using Excel, just 
you know, a bit of advanced Excel mm -hmm. to do the invoicing for all of 30 stores in Australia. Mm. You know, looked after the inventory of all of their dry goods, mm -hmm. you know, the accounting for the inventory. Mm. And you know, bought a freezer that they didn't need and you know, the, the kids really liked the, yeah. the, the tub of ice cream that big. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, for a real, uh, a realistic price rather than you know, with the price, a retail price. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But the benefit of that job was that it was monthly income. Mm. And it sustained survived without that regular income yeah and it was good income it was interesting work it was you know, really good but the way I got that job mm -hmm. was doing an I return okay what's that an individual tax return all oh, right okay for a, a lady she she just lived near where the office was she okay came in yeah um, Baskin Robbins is obviously American mm-hmm the, I think they were using KPMG. Okay. But um, they asked this lady, apparently, you know, you know another accountant, we want you know, different kind of accounting done. Mm -hmm. She's, she recommend, you know, recommended us, me. Yeah, right. And it was, and it was only because of doing a, an individual tax return yeah, probably 80 bucks back then. Yeah. And, you know, I probably earned 300 grand from this client over the life of the client. Mm. And it, it was only because of that reason. So when you, when you, so you had this lady who lived close to your business. Yeah. You did she, her individual tax return. She was a manager for Baskin Robbins. Right. And she just said, this guy's done a good job. Let's give him a go. Yeah. Well, I'm not really sure that. what she said. Yeah. But they were looking for a practical accountant and I got the work. So when you say it was a job, was it that was work for your business? The basket up. Yeah. Like it was you were running your own business at the time and they yes. gave it work for your business. Yeah. 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 And it was similar to having a full time job because it paid monthly. Well, yeah, it was similar to being a, yeah. a company accountant, yeah, management accountant. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we did tax returns. We had to prepare the, you know, the GAAP. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, reports. Had you done that before? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, report XYZ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the the book that has all the standards in it. Yeah, yeah. I, and I'm pretty sure it was KPMG that okay. audited Baskin Robbins' head office in uh, Los Angeles. Okay. And uh, they required me to do the accounts to that standard. That. <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was all right. Yeah, yeah, way over the top for what it was but yeah because they, they were really just at that stage they um, were the franchise or 
and supplying the ice cream through Norco. So okay. Norco yep. would invoice us, we would invoice the stores, the stores pay us, we collect, you know, our firm, me, mm. collected the money from the, the store at Ashgrove or, or wherever. Mm. And, and the inventory was in a warehouse at, uh, I think it was Acacia Ridge. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, I didn't ever do anything at the warehouse, but we got the, you know, the packing slips from the warehouse and we invoiced the stores and mm. did the accounting for that, you know, monthly accounting to, that went to the head office in mm. Los Angeles. I was really a company accountant. Yeah. And so just on that though, do you think, do you think you did that individual tax return just like you would have done anyone else's? Or do you think she got special treatment or? Well, I'm, I'm sure I did it the way I should have done it. Yeah. The way I did it for everyone else. Everyone else, yeah. Yes. Without knowing that anything was going to come as yeah. a result of it. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, not anticipating, not hoping that something would come. Yeah. Not being aware at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then obviously that made a big difference when you picked up that bit of work. Yes. What would you, if you were to be doing it again at that point in your business and you had someone under you, like, what do you think, what sort of advice would you give them in, in terms of like making sure that you give, leave yourself open to those opportunities going forward? Yeah, that's a good question. All through my accounting practice, I've been really small. Okay. Employees have been at a minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and probably when I did her return, I didn't have employees. Mm -hmm. um, there, there was a girl who worked part time, one or two days a week. Um, I believe the answer to that question is I tried and people tell me I'm bad in doing this but I spent a lot of time to make sure they un the employee understood what they were doing right you mentored well well it, it would seem that's what I was trying to do. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to get them to understand why and what as well as how. Yeah. And um, that means that it takes an incredible amount of time away from doing something myself. Yeah. It's a really unproductive time if they leave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but... The employee that I had that became full-time when we were doing the work for Baskin-Robbins was um, diligent and involved and you know, liked the fact that they were doing something for you know, this interesting
mind and they uh, hopefully I had some influence over that mm. but they, they were probably inherently um, efficient and effective as well yeah yeah but, um, yeah we, we had to work at it That's a good question you asked. Yeah. You'd, um, and do you think, knowing that you now run your own business, if you'd stayed as an employee in an accounting firm, do you think, like, how do you think life would be different? After graduating in America, I uh, tried to get a job with Arthur Anderson. Yep, okay. So I'm glad I didn't get didn't, that yeah. job. <laughs> yeah, in hindsight, but that was 1980, 1978. Okay. Yeah, Arthur Anderson still had the big doors then, and mm. yeah, I was I was keen to get a job with them. Mm. But I found that being my own boss, or having my own practice, is really really good. Yeah. There are lots of advantages in that. Mm. And is it, I know I have a lot of friends whose businesses, well, they've been able to step into their family's business and that's been a, a massive okay. thing. Is that something that you'd like for your kids or are they sort of doing all doing their own things? And No, um, it's interesting. No, they might have one son. Okay. And he says no. <laughs> Is that because he knows the hours you work? Or? Uh, I don't know if it's because it's dad or because it's accounting or because it's, well, whatever. But the second youngest daughter is now studying accounting. Okay. She's 30, approximately. Yeah. Um, and she likes it, but she didn't like it working in in the business okay. as such. Yeah. No. I know it's a I I admire it because I think if my dad and I worked together every day it would be difficult. Because you you'd expect a lot more of your family than you do of anyone else. <laughs> and you also but I again I've worked in family businesses, most recently I worked in one and yeah, there's an expectation that you, your kids should almost just know. Yeah, they should know already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but again, I haven't, I haven't worked with my dad, but I know that at times it would be testing. Yeah. Yeah, none of the children are interested in working in the practice. Mm. It might be the hours that I spend. Yeah. I, I am spending fewer hours now, mm. but I was... I, I was never the accountant that stayed till nine o'clock in July, August, September and October. Yeah. Yeah, I always left early, but my early was six o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm leaving at four o'clock now, so. Okay. Yeah. But 
And you mentioned that um, you you had a few kids at the time and you were involved in the church. Are you still quite heavily involved with the church? Yes, I am. Do you do you think? I don't really know this, but do you think that gave you some faith that things would work out for you in business as well? Uh, other people don't understand that, but yes. Okay. Well, some other people don't understand that. And currently I'm working with a person who laughs when I pay 10% of income yeah. to the church. Yeah. Yeah, that's, what could you do with the money otherwise? But uh, there, there is a combination, I, I'm sure, mm. of the faith that's needed mm. and the offsets that you get. Right. Yeah. I think he has six children eventually with you know, uncertain income. Yeah. You, know, I, you get to work pretty well with the 90% that's left. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the tax office still take the same, but you, know, you have to be more judicious or careful or. Mm. You know, with what's left, you, know, you can still do all that you want. Mm. Um, I, I think there's also a, an, a, an advantage in, you know, in the end, I'm sure that there was more than just coincidence in that lady, for example, mm. whose, whose personal return I did, who was a manager for Baskin-Robbins, just at the right time yeah. to get this you know, fantastic income. Yeah. yeah. There is a reciprocal arrangement with, with heaven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I believe that and other people will see it as coincidence or mm. whatever. Mm. And I also had an attitude which I think I feel is helpful and that even though the income was uncertain month to month mm -hmm. I tried to pay 10% of what I wanted to earn right yeah, at the in the first week of the month okay and you know I was saying come on <laughs> right yeah and, and that was yeah a lot of faith too Mm. Uh, and I, I doubt that it's hurt me. Yeah. And I'm sure it's you know, assisted in other ways, but yeah. It, it's, it's hard when you're starting out. Yeah. When you, you, know, you don't have a client. But yeah. Or I had a few clients when I started, but the work would be coming in sometime in the future. Yeah, but yeah. You needed the money you know, today. <laughs> Um, and another thing I did that kind of may be related to that was I uh, paid you know, my wife our, our personal money the okay. same amount every week. Right, okay. So you knew that you had to pay. Yeah. Yeah. You had to have a stable income for your family. Yeah. Yeah. And that helped her helped us 
and but it also as a target as a bit of an incentive yeah as a you can learn how how much revenue you have to generate to get the cash receipts to get the yeah overheads you know, to, to end up with yeah that yeah. amount yeah yeah and uh, is that is that something one that, one other thing that you have to know yeah okay I bought national bank shares okay and I kept buying NAB shares okay way back when we um, you know a long time ago I think they were probably five dollars okay. a share mm. and we took the family and drove from Boston to Los Angeles okay. all of us yeah, uh, yeah. in a big van after the sale of the National Bank shares. Okay. Yeah. Um, reinvested the dividends. Okay. I, I believe that's the right thing to do. Nearly always, it's the best thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've developed a, a simple way of keeping track of the accounting for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, from an accounting point of view. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that trip. Across America was you know, financed only from the capital gain on national bank shares. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, reinvested. Um, but there was a coincidence. I kept buying the shares, and then Commonwealth Bank shares, and did it again. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So. It wasn't through Morgan's. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's all right. You made the right decision, you bought the shares and, and they worked out for you. Yeah. Yeah. Kept buying them. Uh, we also have a self-managed fund for the kids. Okay. Into which I put a thousand dollars with undeducted contribution in I think it was. Yeah. On, right. on concession. Yeah, okay. Did that for several years, and two of the kids are overseas, so mm. the four. So they've been able to do that because of that. Yeah, that was the start of it. The yeah, thousand dollars. We had that government co-contribution, but it was probably twenty years ago. Yeah, might have been fifteen years yeah. ago. Okay, that they started that. Mm. Well, that I insisted that I, you know, I put in the thousand dollars. Mm, yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's not so good now. But mm. yeah, it's that started them on that mm, on that sort of path to saving for themselves as well. Yeah. Yeah. Just on that as well, you mentioned that you studied in the states. Obviously, you took your kids over to America. A couple of your kids are now overseas. Did you see that as a big? sort of a, a big happening in your life that changed your mindset or or you just, it was just like living in Australia? No, it's not like living in Australia. No. <laughs> uh, we're in a small town. I did a Masters of Accountancy. We had one child born there. Okay. One child. So your family was over there as well? Uh, no, just, it was just us. Yeah, right. Okay. One daughter. Yeah. And another daughter was born. While I was at school, okay. 
America is different. Yeah. It is better in many ways. Okay. For, you know, giving it a go, entrepreneurship, yeah. working, working your way through school. Yeah. Um, opportunities, you know, the presumption is that you'll take opportunities and find opportunities. Yeah. It's a bit better than what it is here. Okay. Um, what, that presumption is better? Yeah, that, that presumption is fundamental to the American I have a lot of Americans. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they, get, they have the benefit of that. You know, they have a lot of the disadvantages of living in America. But yeah, we were a small town. American, it was great. Yeah. Um, Kansas was the only state then that allowed you to study, you know, pass the sit for the CPA exam as a foreigner. Okay. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah, I applied for, applied for the Kansas Office of AA. Okay, cool. Uh, but, you know, that didn't work out. I'm happy to have come back to Australia. Yeah, yeah. It's it's good. You know, back, that was the 1970s. America was, wasn't quite as good as it was then yeah. for lots of lifestyle reasons. Yeah, yeah. But... Um, that that gave a lot of confidence to the, the American atmosphere. Mm. It's interesting. I um I lived in Canada for a little while, and I felt that I I needed to make that move for me to be able to think the way that I thought at the time. Which I just you just see all these opportunities and people doing things you haven't seen before. And you think you start to think that the world's your oyster a little bit, and maybe you hadn't thought that way before. Mm. And I, I'm not sure what it what it is, or whether I would have felt the same way had I not done it. But I know that when I moved over there, I did think differently. And I don't know if it was a case of just meeting new people, or just seeing that a whole lot of people had a different mentality, or mm. I don't know what it was. But I certainly thought it was valuable for me. Yeah, I just read recently, very recently, that yeah, travel is like a, or the life is like a book, and if you don't travel, you can only read one page. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much more there, but living there is a much better way to travel. Yeah. For you know, ten days. Yeah. Because you think you don't soak it up enough. Yeah, you, you see a lot more things when you live there. Yeah. And it's more realistic. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was from a small town, Toowoomba. Oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, I climb jokes with me. You can take the boy out of Toowoomba, but you can't take the Toowoomba out of the boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that may or may not be right, but yeah, traveling is uh, fantastic. Mm. And then, obviously, as an accountant, you get to see how a lot of different businesses operate. Mm. Based on that knowledge, were you able to guide your kids? in different directions based on what you'd seen or was that something that they were interested in or? Um, 
that's a good question too. Um, I probably could have done more okay. of that as a parent okay. in consciously you know, teaching them things that I'd learned, observed, mm. whatever. I'm sure we did it subconsciously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We gave them a good grounding in values and working and There's, I'm sure, more that I could have taught them now. And I, you know, now that they're all married, it's, um, you get some opportunities to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, lessons from uh, clients things that have happened to clients or things that the clients have done that have been good or, or terrible or stupid or whatever, I've passed on a fair bit to the children. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything that you've, you've seen that if I came and spoke to you about wanting to choose a business and I've really got no direction at the moment, and obviously you work with a fair few different businesses, is there a certain industry or a certain type of company that you would say this is the kind of thing where you, there's a lot of opportunity or um, I, I think in doing that it's good to look at what you're good at what you really want yeah. why you're wanting to go into business at all yeah what objectives you have yeah what you're prepared to do if it doesn't go quickly or if it it's tough. Yeah, yeah. And those things are probably more important to be considering when you're looking at something like a new venture or a possibility of a new venture. Yeah. So you would say that it would be, obviously you've had some years there where it wasn't easy and then things got easier and you know if you were just in a market for the opportunity that you could see but you weren't necessarily passionate about it, that when the going got tough, you'd just quit. If you weren't really, if you hadn't really thought through why it is that you picked this particular path. Yes, I think so. There's, there's, there's too many people that survive and do really well regardless. Right. And you have to learn from them. Okay. There's also a lot of people who are spend too much money or yeah, you know, not interested or they don't care about their clients or yeah. you know, they think employees are just there to exploit or yeah. you know, there's a fair few yeah. things that um, you should be looking at and, and helping clients if they, if they want to ask okay and so what you've so you've maybe seen situations where people might be doing reasonably well financially, but you know that within the business it's not pretty, like people aren't getting looked after well or something along those lines? Uh, it, yes, that, that does happen. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to see that. You know, 
mainly we're only looking at the books once a year from a fairly sterile position. Yeah. But sometimes it's pretty obvious the right. more, more they get us involved in, yeah. in what they're doing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard sometimes because they they want to spend time or money looking yeah. at that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But often the ones who do are the ones who get the lifestyle benefits from it. And so just on that, how, obviously, it sounds like you've been able to build a fairly good lifestyle now, being able to leave it for and that kind of thing. What, What is it that you would see when you speak with a business and say, look, there are obviously there's some things that might not be going as well as possible. We can talk to you about how things could go better and you could build a better lifestyle. Is that sort of what you mean? I'm sure we can do that. Okay. Yeah. We could do that. Yeah. Um, we offer that um, kind of hang out the, the carrot. Yeah, yeah. For clients to take that, yeah. But um, we found that unless they really want to do that kind of investigation or review or mm. um, change, that we can't push it. Yeah. Um, they have to say, yeah, um, I think that's worthwhile. Can we look at that? Yeah. So for for people that have got small businesses that they've been running for let's say 10 years and they want to eventually set this up business up to give them a good lifestyle is there something that they should be thinking about now to consider for future to make changes to their business um, one of the best things i think they should be thinking about is uh, do i do i want to make it better can i make it better okay yeah then how can I make it better? Um, but if they are thinking about that they want to make it better, I think that's the first step. Mm. So you find that you just meet people that don't want to change things a lot of the time? Yeah, there are people who specifically want to keep keep doing the same thing. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. Not everyone's always looking for a better way all the time. So, so you mentioned that you work with um, some self-managed super funds. Is there anything that you've seen people doing that have just worked fantastically well for them in their funds? The best ones are the ones that are wanting to put it away now for future. Okay. The ones that are the worst are the ones who are thinking, oh, I'll just put in three grand a year or the nine and a half percent and don't do much with it. Yeah. Who let it roll on and then they whinge about the, you know, the audit fee. Right. Or, but, you know, there's one client who 
for example, who pays a lot of money every year just to get ad general advice and okay. specific advice from one particular advisor. Okay. He's doing well. There's another one who's doing really well who spends a lot on subscriptions and mm -hmm. you know, reading and stuff. And that particular one has an account with Comsec and Morgan's and Bill Potter. Okay. So he, he's getting advice from lots of areas. Yeah. And so what you're saying is that there are some people who they may not take seriously the amount they save each year, but there are other people that just do the 9.5%, but they don't really take seriously how that money compounds and what they're investing in. Correct. Yeah. And they think that everything's going to be okay. Yeah, I don't know. I think some of them think, oh, I want to wait till I'm 55 so I can get my money. Really? So it's just that they, they just they know that they're putting money away for them to be able to touch that money later and yeah. they're not really worried about whether it's grown in that time. Correct. Yeah. And yeah, they'd rather take it at 55 than, than wait till they're 60, for example. Because they're just it's yeah. learning a hole in their pocket kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's a, another, another fund that doesn't buy and sell much, but they really, they know every dividend that yeah. when it should be coming and how much and they they know about yield and mm. you know, you know, I don't believe in averaging it. It's all cost everything. <laughs> no, just in it, no, I don't think that's all that important. Okay. Yeah. Um but there's too many theories about yeah. Those, those kind of issues but there are so many ways in which you can succeed and mm. you don't have to stick with just one theory mm. or one you know, or, you know, averaging or yeah, yeah. You know, some reinvest all their shares some reinvest only the ones that they want to and they always review that yeah. some of them really um, think about it Is it fair to say that you probably can't rely on, on faith when it comes to compounding returns in your investments though? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah. It, um, yeah. Yeah. Green investments don't, aren't necessarily the answer. Or, um, putting it all in Australia only is not necessarily the answer. Yeah, there, there are, yeah. Yeah. I think it's more important just to be in, interested in it and manage it. Yeah. Take an active role. Yeah, active yeah. role. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's good. Well, before we wrap up, I just wanted to finish on... I find it interesting that some people find that the projects that they've worked on in their life have been through work or through personal or through building a family. If I ask you what's your favourite project that you've ever worked on in your life? How would you answer? Um, I 
I do think the best project that I've done is the master's degree in Utah. Okay. Um, because it was hard work, because it was satisfying, because I did well at it, because it was jumping right in. swim mm. um, it was two and a half years it was really really hard but it was really good mm. continuous work um, I guess it's a funny thing to have a good favorite project but mm. um, but you felt it was it was integral was it was a big deal like it was is it something that you could say to your clients after you've done it like this is what I've done and this is why I'll be good at what you're doing or is it more so that you know that you've done it and now you can just go and speak to a client and know that what you've said you'll be able to do without necessarily having to tell them it's because I've got a master's uh, I, I think it's you know the, the confidence the Reassurance. The I, I do speak about it sometimes okay. with with clients. Mm. Not too much, mm. but yeah, it, it was. It's something that was very f uh, fundamental, foundational, mm. um, really worthwhile. you've got something you want done I can do it yeah you're not I'm sort of tapping around it unsure about whether you can do it or not I don't know how to do it right now but yeah you know, I'll be able to work it yeah. out work it out yeah 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 be quicker than someone else yeah. yeah is that something raising children do you think that's a trait that you can teach relatively easily? Or, or even in helping co-workers or employees? It, it can be. For me, um, the church does that right. um, overtly. Right. It's, um, and it's, uh, therefore it's been there for 50 years. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, the church supports that, but it's you have to do it yourself. They don't come to your house, and, yeah, <laughs> and direct. Mm. Um, it it's hard to teach other people. It's hard to pass on mm. to other people yeah. because you have to respect their background and yeah, yeah where they're coming from and what they want to achieve. Yeah. Do you think part of it is you need to have gone through your own struggle to build your own confidence? Oh, yes. I'm sure. And, you know, with parenting, I know that 
you know, I believe in a Heavenly Father and I know he's gone through that and he knows that he doesn't want to make it easy for us. Mm. We have to learn to do it. Mm. And he knows that there's going to be a whole lot of failures. Mm. But he, he wants us to have the willingness and the agency to you know, do it ourselves. Mm. Can't teach everyone. You can't hold everyone's hand, and yeah, you know, big firms do that a bit too much. But you know, throwing you in at the deep end is yeah. is a good way to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if you can, you know, manage the process. Yeah. And I think Heavenly Father manages the process with his children. Okay. I've never worked in a big firm, but I'm sure that uh, their process of you know, do it and then being there to catch it, yeah, help make sure is um, effective. Mm. It's worked, eh? Mm. It, it does work. Yeah. Thanks so much, Gordon. Appreciate you coming in today. And um, look forward to speaking to you soon.